And we're back, folks. How are we doing? Welcome back to another episode of Post Game Overtime. I'm Will Collison, joined as always with Brandon Corbiel. Brandon, how are we feeling? Feeling good here. Uh, feeling good. Had a big, big weekend of sports. Uh, some sports we watched together, even. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I, was, uh, I was visiting uh, you over the weekend, which was is yeah. always a good time. Always makes for... Always a good time. For a fun time. Unfortunately, we, we didn't get much... <laughs> content together oh starting off with a cough we didn't get much content together but uh we, we were able to chat hang out you came we, had, out we, to had, a we, show. Had, we did have lots of good chats we had a lot of good chatter uh you you were able to come out to a show even i was i was, I in was town yeah. doing some shows yeah i watched you watched you crush it as always there you go so the have, man have, you, have you ever had you been to a show before yeah you've been to one right I've been to a couple of years. A couple, sorry, I forget. Yeah, it was it was back it was back in the university days. Back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the radio days. Um, and yeah, we haven't had an episode out in a while. Uh, we've both been pretty busy. It's been a minute. It has been a second. Been been a little bit since we've we've hopped on and uh, talked sports, but but we're back, and I think we've got we've got quite a bit to talk about here. Yeah, honestly, and and I'm glad we uh, we were able to fit an episode in today. You you kind of reach out, you're like, hey, like let's get one done today. And I was uh, just about to head to the gym, and I'd already taken my pre workout, but uh, it's for the best because I came home and almost shit myself because of the pre workout. You know, yeah, yeah. You you're very mellow about that, Brandon. I I I I, <laughs> I made you wait. You were. You were giggling at my expense I, earlier I, when I texted I actually, you from I didn't, the toilet saying... I didn't think you were going to talk about it. I thought you were just going to sweep it. I'm, no, I'm definitely going to talk about it. It was a big thing because we were doing legs today, and I was worried, you know... Well, looking back retrospectively, I'm I'm glad we chose the episode because I would have shit myself in the squat rack. I would have been going down because, you know, full depth, folks. And we wouldn't have came back up with clean underwear. Yeah, hey, good. I mean, make for good content though. Make for great content. If you're, record, if you're one of those people recording in the gym and whatnot. Yeah, should I be a gym TikToker? Yeah, I'll just film other people so I can get featured by Joey Swole. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big. I'm a big gym TikTok guy. That's my. That's my favorite type of content. You just Love. shit yourself in every gym. <laughs> hey guys, it's Will back with today's. Today you shit yourself in every gym challenge. What's um that world health, world fitness? In, you know how you can buy like well, I know you. I don't think you can in Canada, and I'm pretty sure they're mostly banned in the states now. But you can buy like those um little bottles. I don't know. Maybe they're about like hundred milliliters or something, and it's just pure laxative. Wait, you? Why are they banned in Canada? I don't know. I heard someone say they were. I don't know if they are, but or maybe it's just I mostly know. in the states. Um, but anyways, there's there's this streamer who basically all the streams he just like stocked up on a bunch of these, and he'll just chug one before his stream, and he'll just see how many games he can play no. before he just shits himself. Yeah. No. That's literally just what he does, and he's made like millions off of just doing that. He'll just really chug knew. it. He'll just chug it and play games until he shits himself. He's like, all right, stream's done. I think we have a new business model we need to look into. Dude, but like, he's like the only person who 
is, is willing to just shit himself live on stream. I'll shit myself. For like content. he's making he's making great money doing it. So, <laughs> like, got you, you got to respect the grind. Can we get odds on that? Probably. I'd watch I'd watch a stream if I could get money and skin on the game. Speaking of odds. Speaking of odds, the Seattle Sea Dragons yeah. are going to win the championship. Speaking of odds, what are the odds that Ezekiel Elliott goes to the Cardinals? I was, I was going to say, where's Zeke going? I, I actually going? So I, I, was, I couldn't fall asleep last night. Oh, so, so did you Google where Zeke was going? No, I was just thinking about sports in general. And Aww, you know, you're yeah, up late at night. Yeah, you know where? No, you know sport where? in general. Okay, what but, sport were you just thinking about? Well, no, 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 NFL. No, no. NFL? I was yeah. going to say, were you just thinking about the concept of athletics? You're just up late, you're like, mmm, sports. Were you thinking about balls specifically? Were you up late thinking about started balls? With that. So no, started but like, thinking about balls. I, at first, I just started thinking of like, because like over the weekend, the news broke that. Um, the the Cowboys traded for Brandon Cooks from the Texans, Huge and they were and they were kind of my big pick for um for getting DeAndre Hopkins, and then I started thinking more, and then you know we talked a shitload about where's where's Zeke gonna go now? Now the Cowboys are letting him go, and a team that I we didn't even discuss once for Zeke would actually be the Chargers. What about Eckler? Uh, he, it sounds like he wants out. They're, they've given him permission to seek a trade. So, Where does Ackler go? That, that's a big exactly. question. I think he's more of a fit for a lot of teams than Zeke Elliott. I, I could see him, honestly, I could see him at the Patriots. Mm, yeah, yeah. His style, his, his, his check down, catch and run style, like he is a very versatile running back. And you think about how the Patriots have used guys like uh, Lewis and um, uh, Mike White, I think. See, yeah. my thing is, uh, I'm not, now that uh, I think the Cowboys are firmly crossed off the list, I think Patriots are kind of at the top of my list of where Hopkins ends up going. And so yeah. for that reason alone, I'm not going to say Eckler to the Patriots just because I don't think they're gonna get both um, i wonder did belichick have the cap space though like what what are what what would they have to give up to get um hopkins do you think? well see so now it now it sounds like the price for hopkins is probably gonna be around what brandon cooks went for which is a fifth and a six like it doesn't sound like you're gonna have to give up anything major to get hopkins now let me throw a dark horse out there Odell. The Patriots? I wonder what he would sign for. Mm. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people believe he'll probably go... He'll sign at like a three-year deal at about like the 15, 16 million dollar range. Yeah. Which, which, which is kind of where I, I would see him go. I could see that too, but you know, I wonder. Belichick does have that ability. I wonder, you know, what what Odell's looking for at this stage in his career, and maybe if he wants to make another run. Like, what if he signed one for ten? Because he he put out that yeah. tweet that said, uh, "Who said I was asking for twenty? I just want more than four. Yeah. So if you meet that, you know, 
in between and somewhere, I know closer to the Flourish area, but but if you look at something like 10 or 12, you get him for a discount price, and Belichick loves doing that, and I wonder, I don't know, I, I wonder what he makes of that. I, and the, and, the and only if, thing, if that's possible for, for the squad. See, and I don't see Odell signing for one year just on the fact of if he gets injured again, he's like he's kind of screwed. And so I think he's going to want to take, you know, that three-year deal with like a certain amount guaranteed. So even if an injury does happen, he's still, you know, getting some good money out of it. Unless mm-hmm. it, if he signs that one year, like that whole um, salary of his, he would, it would have to be fully guaranteed no matter what. Yeah, I, I yeah, but, I, I wonder, and I, I hope, I would love to see them pair Juju because you would have Juju, Kendrick Bourne, uh, he's still with the squad, right? Then you're gonna have Jasicki, Hunter Henry, potentially running another two tight end spread like we saw in the the old heyday with Hernandez and Gronk. Yeah. Um. We actually we we rewatched the uh, the Netflix documentary over the weekend. Wild story. Yeah, we did. Wild story. They really did. I I never knew how much. Like apparently, according to the documentary, they tried to play his sexuality even in the court case. Yeah. Like as a defense. And like, a lot of people was... were like, you know, that's that's taking it a bit too far. Yeah. Like, like it really like doesn't he, have much he was to mad do with and gay, the case. and he killed people. Yeah, they were basically the using story. the fact that. Yeah, they were basically using that saying that he was gay and he was so frustrated with the fact of it because of the way he grew up and that's what made him do what he did and it was like kind of a massive leap but uh, you just want to kiss you know, men you know ct is also a thing like ct is a big thing i think that's probably the biggest yeah. um but they're like cause... oh it's because he's he's frustrated about his sexuality he's mad and gay <laughs> it's like okay um, a team for Eckler, though, that could be interesting. I don't know if it would happen, but uh, what about the Bucks? Yeah, that'd be fun. Because they, they, be they don't really have a running back now. What they lost the Ronald Jones. I, I, went, um, uh, the, the, what about the Panthers? Because you, you just got rid of DJ Moore. You've, you've lost McCaffrey. You are entering rebuild mode. You'll want one, not veteran, but one present person in that locker room, someone to build around that new QB. Having a strong running game off the bat, I wonder if the Panthers have the cap space and if they, they could take that on. Because that see, would be... They already signed Miles Sanders, though. Okay. So they did get him from the Eagles, and I think their plan is for him to be the number one guy. Number they also, one, yeah. um, they also signed Adam Thielen. Yeah, I did deal. see so that. He's, he's going to be the wide he's receiver one, one for yeah, wh- yeah. whoever they bring in to to be their quarterback of of the future. That will be interesting. That will be exciting. Yeah, was... yeah. When you look at Zeke though and Eckler, it's it's tough to say. You know, where where do they go? Like where. Where can they fit in the best? There's a part of me that wanted Thielen to the Patriots. He would have been a good fit on the Patriots. It's dude, it's just voodoo. The Patriots always do good with white wide receivers. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the inherent racism in the Boston area. Or you know what? Even a team like the Commanders. 
Like, I mean, they 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 they, yeah. they got a couple guys in like Brian Robinson and Gibson, but you know what? Maybe they could benefit from getting that uh, that that kind of true number one running back. Yeah, you're right. That's that's a good point. Because I'm just um, looking through pretty much every team, and not like the only other team is. Uh, you, I mean, you could make the argument for the Falcons. And then that kind of gives Cordell Patterson a little bit more of a, a break from the heavy workload, and then you can kind of use him in, in even more situations than they already were. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I, I, I know. We're going to see what happens over time. Is, though. This is jumping around. Does Brock Purdy have a chance at QB1 this year? I think I think he is the QB1. Yeah, you think Lance I think it's just from everything I've read, it sounds like all all signs are pointing to, and even just the way that the coaches in in San Francisco and everything talk, it sounds like Brock Purdy is the guy. Oh, that's exciting! I so, and I, so really, I wouldn't I'm honestly him, that's a story. Like, I wouldn't be too shocked if Trey Lance maybe gets moved, which because like they also signed Sam Darnold. What? Yeah, yeah, they got no. him from the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm such an idiot. For whatever reason, I I I, I was thinking Aaron Donald. Wow. I was like, get out him and Bosa. <laughs> him and Bosa. That's insane. That would be that would be nuts. That'd be no, unfair. but like, That'd so unfair. you know maybe um. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting, but. From what everything I've seen, it sounds like Brock Purdy is kind of the the guy. Um, speaking of who's not the guy, is really funny because a clip popped up for me um, back with the Saints when Drew Brees was was playing his final game, mm-hmm. and then he whispered to Jameis Winston, telling him like that it's his team now. Yeah. And now, fast forward, now <laughs> Winston's gonna be the backup. Yeah, not not his far. not his team anymore. Not on his team anymore, but that that's fair. It was he had he had a fair shake, um, or did he? Well, that's uh, the thing though. Like he just got injured last season and then exactly. just kind of lost his job. So yeah, but I I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see how Derek Carr does. It sucks for Winston, but I I think from a team standpoint, I do think Carr is the better QB option. I I would agree. I I would agree with that. And I think that can bring some buzz to the team. I don't. I don't know. He could be a name that he could be good for marketing jerseys. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna be a really exciting uh, NFL year. I'm rooting for Purdy, man. If he if he makes a go, because that's a good team. You think they're gonna have McCaffrey, Kittle, Debo, Bosa? They already had a good secondary. Yeah. Like that's a good team. That that is that is a very good team. Um, and I think have... if anything, they're only going to come back better next year. I really think they could, man. Especially if Purdy stays healthy. Like you think about that last game, how Purdy was injured. Like yeah. they never really got a great shake in that last game. Yeah. Yeah, got injured kind of earlier on, and. And then the third string got injured, and he came back and played injured. And then McCaffrey, it I think, took great. some snaps. 
Yeah, yeah, it was just a mess of a situation there. Yeah, it was unfortunate. It wasn't. It wasn't. I think anything on them as a team or a reflection of the the skill of that team. And I'm going to be really intrigued to see how they come back this year because I also think the coaching staff is good. I think there there seems from the interviews I see to be a really good team culture there. Like it feels like it's they have that quote unquote winning pedigree where. You could see them in in the Super Bowl in the next coming years, potentially winning it. Yeah, yeah, and and I I would still put them at the the top of the NFC. I would put them as the favorite right now. And I don't know. I just I think, think still. Brock Purdy. He just has that. He has that winning story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it just. He he had a great college career. Fell to fell to the very last pick, but I don't think was you know a result of poor play. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. seems to play with that chip on her has has the team seems to have have a locker room that that trusts them and seems to be able to show up and show out in the big moments, not get scared by the big lights. Did decent in his playoff games. Yeah. Had a bit of a winning streak going. Had, had quite a quite a winning streak going. Yeah, I don't know. I just think he has he has the the story and what it takes to be something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in last year, you know, it's always it's it's tough because um, you can say, you know, he came in and just, you know, maybe just had all the momentum, gotten a bit of a hot streak. But, you know, if he comes, you know, and it's, we don't know when he's going to be um, healthy and all exactly for, for next season. But if he comes in and, you know, just keeps doing what he's doing, keeps winning and putting up these, these great performances, like, you know, there's, there's going to be no doubt that, you know, he's, he's the clear number one guy there, I would say. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to, Watching when he when he is healthy next year and seeing, you know, if he, you know, what what kind of direction he takes. Does he kind of stay where he was? Does he kind of, you know, maybe have a setback year, or even does he take another step forward and and, and elevate his game that much more? Yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. A uh, little XFL action last week had a uh, good good showing with. So I'm just trying to pull up uh, pull up that week here. I'm on standings. But our, our Sea Dragons, our beloved Sea Dragons, did win uh, a game there. Pulled off a big win against the uh, the Roughnecks. Roughnecks, Houston Roughnecks, beating them out 21-14. to 14. Huge dub. Um, some could even say the dub of the week, ladies and gentlemen. This is brought to you by Dubby. Dubby Energy. Yeah. Fighting well, the war was... on big energy. That was good. Head over to the links in any of our social medias and use 10% off at, or use code PGO for 10% off at checkout on any of the W catalog, especially the one I'm drinking, Big Energy Tears. That's right, folks. Fight the war on Big Energy with code PGO for 10% off at Dubby. Dubby Energy. Buy some. I don't know. That, that's our quick that product plug. Well, we hey, talked no, about doing them earlier in the episodes. It, it was, felt it felt good. there. Um, Seattle though with a big win. Yeah, that's always appropriate. Seattle with a big win over the Roughnecks. Um, DC taking on the St. Louis Battlehawks, winning twenty eight to twenty. Um, Orlando 
just narrowly losing to the Vegas Vipers, 35-32. Yeah. Uh, and, and I should say back to the St. Louis loss, that is, I think, preferable for Seattle in that division, bringing Seattle now tied for third place with the Battle Hawks, thanks to that uh, loss. Tied, tied for second. Tied for second? Oh, you're right. Sorry, I like saying tied. I mean, you, you are right, like tied for third as well, but... Yeah, man. Makes us makes him sound no, you're better. Right. No, no, no. You're 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 dead on. Um. So yeah, that that puts him in a much better position, having lost the defenders there. Pretty much, like already looking. Because how many uh, weeks is the the XFL season? What are they? Are they eleven or twelve? It is ten. Ten oh, weeks in the semifinals, and we're on week six, I believe. Oh shit! And see, so already, like looking at the standings, like. You know, barring anything crazy, we're pretty much looking. It's just going to be a battle between who gets in between the Sea Dragons and the Battle Hawks. For sure. Like the like the defenders are at the top there. They're five and zero. Oh. They're they're not worried. Um, Vipers are at the bottom of that division. They're one and four. So Sea Dragons and Battle Hawks are kind of right in the middle of them. Um, and then on the other side, Roughnecks and, and Renegades are sitting at the top, and then Brahma's 1-4, Guardians 0-5. Oh like, I'm just going to say, do you think the Renegades are going to be able to pull away and secure the second place in that division? I think so, because again, like if there's only four weeks left, you know, pretty much all the Renegades have to do is win one game, mm-hmm. pretty much. Like The Brahma's have to win outright, pretty much, to make the playoffs. Yeah. It will be tough. And the Guardians, the I would say, are already done because they would have to win every game, and the Brahmas and Renegades would have to lose pretty much every game. Yeah, I I would say they're pretty much done. Although the only thing I'll point out, and it's always something I like to point out and and look for, it's it's a losing mark in my opinion. The Renegades have a winning record, but a negative point differential. That's also something yeah. I look at the, the Battle Hawks. They only have a plus four point differential. Whereas uh, Sea Dragons have a plus 14. I don't know. It's just your ability to score and not be scored on, I do think, plays a big role in, when you're looking at matchups. And... Well, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I refuse to get on the hype for the, the Minnesota Vikings. Exactly. Like, they're 13-4, and four, but they, they had a minus exactly. three-point differential. It's like, exactly. That, that's, that's the chief example like, I that's like not a, That's not a winning it's not a winning culture there or a winning team. Like it's you're, you're just scraping by barely. Speaking so. of just scraping by barely uh, to cap off last weekend, the Arlington Renegades beat the San Antonio Brahmas 12 to 10. So a close one for the close of the bottom of that division. Yeah. Um, yeah so moving on week six is going to be a good one. Seattle playing the, uh, sorry, uh, the, they play the Renegades. Or, or the, no, the Guardians. Um, They're the Guardians. Guardians. So they should be able to pull should out be that able. win. And that's one of the things as well. Like the Sea Dragons, you know, turned it around quickly and at the right time. Because again, like it's it's only ten weeks, and they started out zero and two. You know, mm-hmm. you, you lose another one and go zero and three with seven weeks left. That's like that's so hard to make up ground. But now they win those three, and they're they're right in the. The, the battle now with the Battle Hawks. So, yeah. You know, it's not, it's one of those leagues where it's like in, in the NFL, it's, you know, you lose your first two. It's like, hey, it's not great, but like you can turn it around. There's still lots of time. 
Mm-hmm. But in this, it's like, you know, you every game is is so important when you've only got ten to play and only, uh, you know, two wild or two like playoff spots in your your division. So, yeah, no, it's definitely going to be good, and it's going to be interesting to see some of the matchups later in the season as teams start playing each other again. Um. St. Louis taking on the Vegas Vipers. So unfortunately for the Seattle uh, Sea Dragons in that standings matchup, statistically both teams should walk away with a victory that, yeah. um, not statistically, but probability-wise, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, they should both walk away with a win that week, so it should stay stagnant unless, um, I was going to say unless, I guess maybe they'll change the point differential, but I think St. Louis still has the matchup win over Seattle, holding that over their heads. Um, another matchup between the Brahmas and Renegades, so they're going back-to-back. That'll be interesting and could very well shift the landscape in that division if the Brahmas are able to pull off an upset yeah. win. It could the kind of Brahmas change have, momentum. Again, the Brahmas have to win that. Like, if they lose, then it's... Yeah. Uh, the, the Renegades and the Roughnecks are, are locked in as as making the class for that, that division. So that that's going to be a, a that's very a huge game, game for the Brahmas. I'm assuming that's the Rocks team. I'm assuming that's the team he, he likes the most. Yeah, I don't know. That's um, that is, uh, Heinz Ward is the coach of that team. Okay. Former former Steelers wide receiver had the huge catch in Super Bowl, what forty three against the Cardinals. Probably. Probably. Yeah, it was against the Cardinals. Probably. Probably. Was that the game where James Harrison also had the big interception? Probably. Is that against your Cardinals? Probably. What, what do you want me to say? What, what are you trying to get at here? What do you want me to say? Welcome back to PGO that was, that was Parlay. A, that was a crushing defeat. Welcome back to PGO ASMR, where we bully Brandon and the, and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, to, to be fair, that yeah, I deserve it. Can't want to say much there. I deserve it. I've I've walked into it. I've set myself up for failure. Heinz Ward, good deal. All right, and then um, and then we got Houston taking on the DC Defenders. So that's going to be a that's going to be a very good game. game. Um, both top top of the divisions could very well help. Um, I don't know. I think probably in the grand scheme of things, more meaningful for the Roughnecks because if they lose it the Renegades are now very close. And if they're able to win that week and the Roughnecks lose that week, now they're pretty much tied to take over the top of that division, which could, I think, it's, you know, play into home, home field from the playoffs. Teams, honestly, like... Yeah, but the de- defenders will still have that one-game buffer of first place, depending on... I mean, yeah, but if but it's if the Sea Dragons and Battlehawks... Um, both win. It's not like the defenders, you know, they got that that one game gap still above one team. Like it's two teams right behind them. True. You know, wh- whereas yeah, whereas with the Roughnecks, like you know, even even if they lose and the Renegades win, like the Roughnecks are still fine and like they're still going to make the playoffs. They might just not finish and get the home home field advantage. But the defenders, they're they're going to have two teams right right on them. Yeah, fair enough. Big, big game for both teams, honestly. I'm excited yeah. to see how, how that one will play out. It will be exciting for sure. Uh, that's the Monday night matchup, so that's a must-watch, uh, I believe, 4 p.m. I think Finally, Eastern. a Monday game without the fucking Broncos. 
There you go. Let him cook. Let him cook. I'll Uh, let Russ cook. Let Russ cook. Hey, Sean Payton's going to let Russ cook in the locker room with the rest of the team this year. Yeah, he's going to say not in his office. He's going to let him cook. Hey, but he's he's going to let him cook. He's going to let him cook. Um, Moving on to a bit of NHL news. Do we want to give a quick? I, I don't know if I'll make a parlay, but do you want to give a quick run through? What would your your PGO parlay of the week be? Seattle, St. Louis, probably definitely, and then Arlington. I would say over the Brahmas. Yeah. And then I, I want to give it to DC, claiming that the North is a harder division, but but the Roughnecks do have a greater point differential. I, like I was going to say, the argument they I would better like defense, to, better offense, yeah, or I was going to say, offense, better I would go Sea Dragons, Battlehawks, Renegades. I would go with Roughnecks, actually. You're going with the Roughnecks? I, right, I would, I'm that. taking Roughnecks over the Defenders. I don't think the Defenders are all that good. Oh, them be fighting words, folks. Them be fighting words. So a quick run through the parlay, then that would be your Sea Dragons, Battlehawks, Renegades, and the Houston Roughnecks taking on the DC Defenders, folks. That is your week six predictions for the XFL and your week six XFL PGO parlay. Moving on to a bit Boom. of NHL news. Um, the Oilers a while back beat the uh, Bruins, so I had to have a whole night of TSN being like, oh, are they winning the cup now? Are they going to win the cup? Does this mean they're going to win the cup? That sounds about right. I, I, I don't know. They, they, they beat the best team once in regular season. I think I think this means they're going to win the cup. Yeah, but by that logic, like, what about the Coyotes? Because they beat the Bruins twice. I'm pretty uh, sure. I or maybe only. they're going to win the cup. I think, I think they're going to win the cup. Probably. They'll it's... probably win the cup. Realistically. See, but, but the thing I... So, the Bruins are the only team that have clinched a playoff spot right now, right? Like, no other team has yet. And there's only 12 games left for some That's teams. Wild. Like, it's, it's kind of coming down to the final yeah, uh, 13 to 10 games left. Um, and, and so... The Bruins just have that much of a stronghold over their own division. Yeah. And like it's, still, what, it's like we talked about... Up, they're 20 points up from the team in second place for the division. In their, in their division. 13 for their conference. 13 in the entire league. Because Carolina's number two in the league. That's so, just insane. But, but my, my thing is, like, when the playoffs come, right, I think all the pressure in the world is on Boston. Oh, yeah. As, and, and as good as they've been, you know, anyone who makes the argument, like, no, no one can beat the Bruins like they're... You know, and, and the Bruins are, are a phenomenal team, but even, um, it, what, what year would that have been? 20, the 2019 playoffs, um, when Tampa Bay, you know, had, had a season just like what Boston's having now. They, they were unstoppable, pretty mm-hmm. much. And then first round, you know, they go up against the bottom team, just squeaking in Columbus. And at the time, Columbus had never even won a... Uh, I know maybe they did. Maybe that was the year after. Yeah, but Columbus had only won one playoff series ever, and Columbus sweeps them in in four games, and it, some of them just outright dominated um, Tampa Bay. And 
So then when I look at Boston, again, it's like as good as they've been, you know, once playoffs come, literally anything can happen. And so it's it's going to be interesting to to see that the team they, and the teams that they match up against, I think, have a very good chance at at, at potentially knocking out Boston in round one. One hundred percent. And you're you're preaching the converted man, especially as a Boston sports fan myself. Remember two thousand seven, perfect season, losing in the finals, losing in the Super Bowl. Okay, that's going to live with me forever. I'm always not going to say betting against, but I'm always weary of the unspeakably good regular season teams because for whatever reason, it just doesn't translate to the playoffs. And I'll make the argument, especially in a long 82-game season, by the time the playoffs come for, um, there are 82 games where every coach that is making the playoffs is now game planning for the Bruins. Like everyone in the East is, has a game plan and is prepared to beat the Bruins over seven games. Cause they go, if we want to, they're, they're preparing to say, if we want to make it anywhere, we need to be beating yeah. the Bruins. Yeah. So, if, if you're in the East, you've got to pretty much have the mindset regardless. If we want to go to the cup final, we, yeah, we've got to go through Boston. It, whether it's, you know, we get them first round, second rounder or in the conference finals, you, mm-hmm. you got to have the mindset and be prepared to go up against them. And so every team's now preparing for you. So I agree as, as much as I'm cheering for Boston as a Boston sports fan, that's going to be a very, very tough um, run as far as uh, the playoffs go. Cause it's the playoffs are, are anyone's game. I think, as I heard for an hour on TSN, probably the Oilers are now going to win because they won one right before. Sure. Maybe the cup. Could, this, could this be the cup? Could this mean they're going to win the cup? Are they going to win oh, the cup? Oilers announcers are honestly the worst. No, I, it wasn't like, and, the Oilers announcers. No, it was and TSN it's, it's, as a whole. It was all of Sports Center. Every analyst was like, so, so, so we're going to win the cup now. We're going to win the cup. And, and we're going to win the cup. With, with Boston, though, um, Basically, what it's come down to here is that there's three possible teams they could play. It could be either the New York Islanders, the Florida Panthers, or the Pittsburgh Penguins. You give them, you give Boston the, either the Islanders or Penguins. That is going to be a phenomenal series, regardless of which which one of those teams it is. Florida against Boston. I think Boston takes it in four, maybe five. Mm. But Florida is. I don't even know the proper like they've got some they've got some talent. They've got some very good talent up front. I think their defense is, is just too weak. Um, Even their goaltending, I think, is too shaky, like which is why I think out of those three teams, I think the Islanders give Boston the biggest fight. And that alone just comes from goaltending. I think if anyone wants to beat Boston, you, you've got to have your goalie like play the best hockey of his entire life for that series. And I think the Islanders have the best chance of those three teams with Sorokin. So if um, you're Boston, do you want the Islanders first, second, or third round? Let's say you're, you're, you're going all the way. What round do you want them in? Because historically, you think about Boston has a style to wear down other teams. They do pay, play a very physical style historically. And it, it would have to be first round. You want them in the first round? You don't? It would have to. 
only on the only contingent on the fact that the Islanders' best forward Barzell is still currently out with the lower body injury. Okay. And the Islanders, um, I would say from from a management perspective, would have to be the most frustrating team to cheer for. From from um, with the management taken into account on the fact that. Any any other team, a player gets injured, you know what the injury was, you know kind of what the timeline is looking like for them to come back and all that. The Islanders will give you nothing. It, it'll just be this guy's out, either upper body injury, lower body injury, and that's it. And you won't know that they're they're back until all of a sudden, oh shit, they're out there for warm up, type of thing. Um, Fair enough. But but so the Islanders' best forward Bar- uh, Barzell is out with an injury. He has been out since. Uh, about mid-February. Um, it doesn't sound like he's even skating yet, but it sounds like originally kind of the, what people believed was he, he, he'd be back for a start of the playoffs. He might miss a few games. And so if you're Boston, like you want to have them round one then where Barzell might not even be playing. And if he does, he's just getting back into it. So he's not even going to be at his, his, his full level of play. And I think at that you'd have to capitalize on that at, at that point. Yeah, fair enough. Um, also, because I think Boston goes to, I mean, round two, they're either playing Tampa Bay or Toronto. And that series is probably going to go six or seven, regardless of which team they're up against. Right. Tampa, I would say game seven, because I think those two teams would put on a phenomenal um Series and then Toronto, just for the sake of Toronto losing in Game Seven against Boston, just the old tried and true. But the old tried and that, true. That would also require Toronto to um, make it out of the first round. Finally, so they would have to to achieve that first before even getting to Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, t- a tale as old as time. Yeah, them losing in Game Seven to Boston. We we love to see history repeat itself. It's it yeah, and it's it's gonna be so um interesting. Just just the parody between all all these teams. Like it's it, especially in the West. Like you look at, there's no team where you can say, yeah, that th- you know they're they're not like there's the East. You've got any other year, you know, Boston does what they normally do. Like if they didn't have this insane year. Carolina's looking like the biggest favorite this year. Mm. And it's only they're not getting the recognition because Boston's getting because Boston's playing phenomenal. But the issue is, is Carolina has now lost their best forward for the rest of the year. He, he's not going to return at all, which, you know, may, maybe now if you're a team kind of in that wildcard spot, like the Islanders, uh, Panthers, Penguins, you're battling for that. It's like... First round, I'd rather have Carolina without their their best forward now as opposed to Boston round one. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it just amps it up that much more for those teams fighting for those wildcard spots to not play Boston. But now instead of going up against a big, scary Carolina team, you know, they, they're, they're hurting a little bit now. They're, they're missing one of their top guys. So, um, And then, yeah, the West is, is, is going to be fun. Just because literally anyone could come out of that side. Yeah, d- definitely a lot closer of a conference. 
I will say overall, we always love to bring this up whenever we can, the Connor Bedard hunt. And I love to bring this up, especially now, because your San Jose Sharks are two points out of last place with one game more than the Columbus Blue Jackets. So you know Columbus has one more chance is? to win, but also one more chance to lose. But they're now, it, it now looks like they're, they could be breaking away from the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks have one less game, but one more point. Yeah. Which kind of, I, I don't know. I feel like this is the, the race is really going to come down to the Sharks and Blue Jackets, which not a bad placement for, for the thing that team. bugs me is when you look at their, their records, you know, um, j- just on the one category alone, Anaheim has 10 overtime or shootout losses. Mm-hmm. Chicago's got six, Columbus has seven, but San Jose has 15. Uh, three of San Jose's last four games have been an overtime loss. Mm. And, you know, you, you say, you know, one third of them. And, and most of those one, those overtime losses come from games where San Jose's down by a goal with two minutes left, or they're down by two with, you know, going into the third and they find a way to force overtime. And you even take off a third of those five. You subtract five points, all of a sudden now San Jose's three points below Columbus, and Columbus has a game in hand. And now it's like, now San Jose's really at the bottom, and they, you know, now it's kind of their um, position to hold. They don't got to rely really on, on other teams winning or, or losing. Like, it's, it's in their hands. If they, you know, and they're currently on a pretty big losing streak. If they just keep doing that, it's, um, you know, they, they don't got to worry about anyone uh, dropping below them type of thing. Um, but ah, but, but it's, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much come down to assuming no, um, there's no major like jumps within the draft lottery. It's going to come down to a battle here between Columbus, San Jose, Chicago, and Anaheim. And Anaheim still in the battle? I mean, they're only five points ahead. Like, it, it's not... Um, it, it's, it's tough for them because, you know, they're really going to have to have, you know, San Jose, Columbus, and Chicago all go on a bit of a heater at the end of the season, and Anaheim's going to be to lose. So it makes it tough for them. It is possible. Uh, but yeah, it, again, and I, I like Anaheim where they are. And I only I only say this because any other year when Connor again kind of like talking about like um, Caroline and how good they are, but Boston kind of overshadows them. This year, even without Connor Bedard, you've got Fantilli, Carlson, and Michkov. And any other you know kind of draft year, those are all easy first overall type guys. And. And no team would complain having them first overall. So getting, you know, whoever, I'm assuming Fantilli probably goes um, second overall. I think Carlson goes third. And then I think Michkov goes at four. And I believe Michkov's got a higher ceiling than Fantilli or Carlson. The only problem is he does have a contract in the KHL keeping him there until 2026. Mm. So... Which is why I like Anaheim where they're at. Because I think Anaheim, out of those four teams, is the best fit for him. Because 
you know, Anaheim's still got a lot of good young players currently on their team who are only going to get better. Whereas Chicago, San Jose, Columbus, like, they suck. Like, they need a, a good impact player right now. Whereas Anaheim can afford to draft Michkov, but, you know, they know they won't have him for about three or four years. But then one, once he comes over, he's going to be like uh, an Artemi Panarin or Kaprizov where he immediately comes in and could be a top, you know, in, in he, from the moment he, he comes in, he could be a top 20 player in the league. Because well, by then he'll be uh, 21, 22. He'll have so much experience playing over in the KHL. His game's only going to improve. And so when he comes over, like, he's going to be fully ready to go. So I like, I like Anaheim at where they're at. But, yeah, I think for the most part, it's going to be Chicago, San Jose, and uh, Columbus kind of. Fair enough. Alan out the bottom there. Um, speaking of Bedard, though, there's been uh, there was a, a whole news thing done of a bunch of people. Um, stalking him and his family and you know people showing up to his house and people breaking into his backyard demanding for autographs and whatnot i only did that once yeah well i know you did but you you're probably wanting his sister's autograph hey um but yeah so apparently that's been a been a pretty big thing that you know people are harassing him and his family and stalking them so which is you never want to see that that's especially awful, when, yeah. especially when it's a you know a kid who's still only seventeen and well not it's like it's like holy especially a kid who's never had fast food apparently according to his mom yeah so she says also did you know um Connor Bedard's next uh, I don't even want to call him the passing of the torch type thing um the WHL next year will have their new uh, young kid phenom in the league. Uh, the Medicine Hat, the Medicine Hat Tigers. Uh, last year they drafted Gavin McKenna, and okay. a lot of people are talking about him that he's going to be, he he's going to be the next kind of generational player. Like he's apparently he's that good, and wow. he's only four. He's only fourteen right now, I believe. Yeah, that's pretty young, man. Pretty guess young. guess who his cousin is though? Uh, Terrence McKenna. Connor Bedard. No. Yeah, his yeah. They're related. Someone, someone. I watched a video and someone was talking off. about it, and I, I googled it, and yeah, they, they're uh, they're cousins. Ah. Fuck. So that that that's pretty cool. Ah. Fuck. Well, you're a big you're a big Bedard family? fan. What are they pumping in that family? What are they doing there? What are they doing? Um, but yeah, other than that, like NHL, you know, kind of just. You know, team teams fighting it out for the playoffs. Kind of most part, playoff positions are pretty, pretty much set for most teams. There's again, like there's kind of those three teams battling it out in the East and in the West. It's kind of coming down to Nashville might make a push, so I'll include them because they are kind of right in there. But it's kind of a battle between Winnipeg, uh, Calgary, and Nashville for that final wild card spot. You think Calgary has a shot? I think I think they they have a very good chance if um look, looking tomorrow they play Vegas who who is a good team I will give Vegas that and then Winnipeg plays Anaheim and so even right there say say Winnipeg loses Calgary wins then both teams have 
nine games remaining, and Winnipeg's only ahead by two points. So mm. it, it it's gonna it's gonna be close. And if Calgary can make it, like that's even more impressive. Again, even on the fact of like Winnipeg's got eight more wins than the Flames, but Winnipeg's only got three overtime shootout losses. But just like San Jose, Calgary's got fifteen, and that's what's uh, that's what's keeping them in the the playoff race there. Damn, damn indeed. Um, sorry, I, I'm just getting some news as of three hours ago. The Jets are trading wide receiver Elijah Moore to the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Interesting. And, but you know what? Yeah, I mean, the Jets kind of had to move someone out with all the guys they've been bringing in. And I think, isn't he the one who wanted out because he wasn't getting the ball enough? Yeah, um, I think more right, wanted out this. of So there. compensation, Jets are trading Elijah Moore for their second, uh, no, Elijah Moore in their third round pick to the Browns for the Browns' second round pick. So, so the Jets have now round. have back-to-back second round picks at number 42 and number 43 overall. Ooh, that's actually not bad. I wonder if this you, is... Because you get to that point, it's like if you're kind of thinking between two guys on the board... Now you don't have that. You just say, hey, we'll take you, and then we'll take you right after. Mm-hmm. Um, and the former Rams wide receiver, Brandon Powell, uh, he's, I, I know him. He's, he's quite good, I believe. Uh, he's signed it one year with the Vikings, probably to replace, I would say, uh, Thielen. Okay. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think the Vikings brought in any other receivers so far. I think it was just letting letting feeling go, and that they did they didn't they. Well, they guess, that, that's now their first guy they've they've brought in. Per a tweet from Adam Schefter, Schefter the chef, uh, mm-hmm. a Canadian billionaire, Steve Ampostopoulos. Uh, has become a poten- the newest potential bidder to tour the Commanders' stadium, so we could see a Canadian take over that team, which would be exciting. Ooh. Okay. Jalen Mills is staying with the Patriots. That's huge. Sorry, who? Uh, Jalen Mills staying with the Patriots, signing a one-year, uh, six point one million. Um, did you see that C.J. Gardner Johnson has left the Eagles? No, where did he go off to? He signed a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions. Ooh. The Lions are making some some moves this. this they could be stacking up, man. That's that's a good signing for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, LJ Collier signed a one year with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Defensive end, former first round pick for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, so More news every day. So, Apparently, six nine got jumped. The rapper, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. There's videos of it. 
I haven't watched them, but I've heard those videos. Um, so remember, we, we were talking, this happened back on, um, what was the game? I believe it was Saturday's game when San Jose's uh, goalie, James Reimer, he decided he wasn't going to wear the, um, the, the Pride jersey for their Pride night during warm-ups. Mm-hmm. So when we were talking about that, and I and I even kind of said this back when Provorov first did it, because he was he was the first one to um, abstain from doing it, and I said all like, you know, it, it's been a thing in the league for multiple years, and you know, there's never been an issue, but now like of, an issue of people wearing them, everybody's always just worn them, but I always said as soon as one guy is the first guy to to stand out and say. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm not gonna wear it for you know whatever reason they may have be. That's now it's gonna create an effect where more and more players feel comfortable not wearing them, and it's even to the point now where I I got a notification that uh, this weekend the Chicago Blackhawks aren't doing it all together now, uh, out of concern for the Russian players. They've they've completely scrapped the the whole. Pride jerseys alone. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so they won't be doing it next year? Well, exactly right. Like, you know, if you already come out and say, we're not doing it this year because uh, we, we want to, like, whatever, protect our Russian players or we're doing it, you know, for, for whatever, for the Russian players. Again, like, next year, how do you... How do you come back now next year and be like, okay, now we're going to? Like, yeah, it says due to safety concerns for Russian players. But like, so now you, you, don't, you don't do it this year because of, um, you know, your Russian players and safety concerns. So then next year, how do you, how do you then? How do you just flip the switch and be like, okay, well, now we're going to do it? Yeah. It's like, what way is it? Because then it's like, what was so different last year compared to this year? Type of thing. So, yeah, all, all it all it took was one guy to to stand out and say, "I'm I'm not gonna do it." And now it's it's just creating a ripple effect where it's it's gonna be seen more and more where other certain players or even teams as a whole. Um, I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I believe the Rangers also earlier. Like a little little while ago, didn't wear the pride jerseys either. I think they scrapped it as well. I think they were a team to also do that. Crazy times. But like um, it, it's like it. why why can't you just do what and 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 what I think San Jose did for it was perfect. Like it was, you know, Reimer's reason was was behind religion. Um, he put out a thing for it. You know, all the other players were like, you know, he's he's allowed to, you know, have whatever religion he wants. He's allowed to think and believe as he does. You know, it's it's not a reflection of us or the team. That it's his personal beliefs. And the rest of the team, they just they still warm. And Reimer just didn't didn't partake. But it's like the rest of the team did. So why even Chicago? Why not just be like, hey, if you know, if you're a Russian player and you don't feel comfortable, then don't. But for everybody else who who can? Why? Why can't they still do it? Yeah, it just seems silly. Be like, ah, well, we're just gonna scrap it all together and 
Yeah. You know, you know, like just just have the guys who can't do it. Don't have them do it. The yeah. ones who can and want to, let them. Mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah, it, it definitely did open up some floodgates for sure. But at the end of the day, we are not a political podcast. So want to do some clown news? Oh, we should. I got I got one right off the jump here. All right, let's hear it. Um. So sorry, I I don't want to cut off. Do we have any other NHL? I think we've kind of covered NHL, yeah, uh, it's, XFL, it's kind of NFL. Uh, real quickly, the fights over the weekend: Leon Edwards remaining in possession of the title. Dana saying Colby is next, but a lot of people online refuting that, saying that. Uh, well, that Edwards has already said he's not. Yeah, in the he worst. said he said he's not fighting Colby. He said he, he said he hasn't earned it. Yeah, but I don't know. UFC puts puts numbers in front. I'm sure Kobe ends up being there. Yeah. Um, but I th- I think a big highlight was the Justin Gaethje Rafael Fazeev fight. That was absolute fireworks in my opinion. High level yeah. striking. It was incredible uh, from start to finish. And um, yeah, no, I I I thought it was a really impressive fight. Fazeev getting busted up. Gaethje definitely taking the third round. I think taking the second as well. That was the closest for sure. And Fazeev, I think taking the first round, uh, starting out very strong. So definitely an incredibly tough great fight. fight. It was a great fight for sure. One hundred percent. Um. So that was good. Uh, looking forward to the next one. I believe the next pay-per-view is April with Adesanya rematching uh, Pereira. So that's going to be fireworks of an event and a card. So we will talk more about that as it gets closer. You know it. Uh, oh, you, you know, know it. it. Oh, uh, you know it. Hopping over to the clown news. The first one kicking off. You ready for this one? Lay it on me. The SEC. Um... And I believe that stands for Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah. Is suing Jake Paul. Ooh. Among what? other others for illegal promotion of cryptocurrency tied to Tron founder Justin Sun. Ooh. Um, so I guess included in the lawsuit is also Lil Yachty, rapper, rapper Lil Yachty, rapper Neo, Akon, and Soldier Boy. Wow. And more have been hit with SCT charges, uh, for cryptocurrency violations. This just in, so this is, seems to have kind of broken over the last three hours, um, Watch.guru, uh, Twitter seeming to be a financial page, I think, have 1.7 million followers um, for financial news. And Coinbase has just been sent a warning. So it seems like the SEC might be uh, doing a big crackdown here in the crypto world. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, going after Tron founder Justin Sun, citing regulation. So we're not a financial podcast, folks. We're a sports podcast. But Jake Paul is a sportsy guy. He does sports things, um, as well as YouTube content, and that's that's quite exciting. Not exciting. Not, not exciting. He's getting sued, but it's interesting. Do they come for Logan Paul next? Well, exactly. Do they come right? For Floyd Money Mayweather. 
Now you got to yeah, give like, him where, credit. Where does it kind of start? Where does it end? Type of thing. Like, yeah, I don't think uh, McGregor ever diddled his uh, toes in the crypto world. Good on him. I don't. Yeah, I don't believe he. Or not, I've never seen anything of of him. Stayed something equally as life ruining: the alcohol industry. Um, yeah. No, we're just playing, folks. We have nothing against the boozers of this world. I thought you were just talking about him just getting drunk and beating Four up people. Twelve. Um, yeah, no. So, so that's my, that's my, uh, lead off clam news is Jake Paul is being sued. Wow. Yeah, no, I, no, I didn't hear about scammer. that. Scammer. That's wild. Do you have any, uh, I got a pretty big one. What was it? What's the pretty big one? Um, so as of yesterday, the NHL announced that uh, after so after next season, their contract with Adidas is up for Adidas to be the official, um, like jersey manufacturer for the NHL. Mm. And the new company that they partnered with for the next 10 years, starting at the beginning of the 2024 2025 season, is yeah. going to be Fanatics. What's so bad about what that? What a... No. Everything. Okay, what's wrong? So, for years, Fanatics has been the... Um, uh, like, like, when people talk about knockoff jerseys, like, they're talking Fanatics. Like, Adidas makes the whole authentic ones. Fanatics makes um, lower quality ones for a quite a cheaper price. Yeah, but they're still officially licensed. They've, they've had... They don't they always... give a shit. They don't give a shit about what they do. Like, like I, I saw one guy ordered um, a Jack Hughes jersey. Um, so New Jersey Devils on the back it says Hughes eighty six is number, but on the arm sleeves it doesn't say eighty six. They put thirteen on there. Someone got a Jared Spurgeon jersey and they misspelled Spurgeon's name wrong on it. Like they they don't they're not a professional con like they don't care about what they do fully. Like it almost seems for them it's about making money. They don't make sure that the customer's always happy. And then even their customer support as a whole is so bad. And they've had issues in the past of people placing orders with fanatics, not even not even just for jerseys. Um but just for, for any uh, just uh you know sports memorabilia in itself and then sometimes like some people it'll take like four months for their order to be delivered or their order will just randomly be canceled after like two weeks they'll just get an email being like your order has been canceled um contact x for your refund hmm. and, but apparently you know like a lot of people thought maybe nike was gonna do it because you know they already do MLB, NFL, and NBA. But it sounds like Nike didn't even want to partner with the NHL. It, it wasn't, like, good for their brand, as they said. It's like, when you've got a company like Nike being like, you know, we're, we're going to turn down signing with the biggest hockey league in the world because it's not a good look for us, like, that, that's saying some stuff in itself uh, right there. But, yeah. and even, I, I, I know... Um, yeah, like, it, it's just, and again, I'm trying to be optimistic because it does sound like Fanatics is going to 
move in and use the whole facility that Adidas is currently using. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I, I want to try to be optimistic and be like, okay, you know, maybe now that they're in, a, in, in like a really nice facility to do this all, and they're actually like the big dogs, like they're not, you know, um, playing backup role to to Adidas whatnot. Maybe they'll actually get their shit together and do right by it. But it, based on their track record, for as long as they've they've been around and shit, it it doesn't look very good. Especially because it also sounds like they there's they're talking about well they've already decided their the reverse retro program that they're doing um they it sounds like that's not going to be a thing anymore and then there's even talks that they're not even going to be doing like alternate like third jerseys like it's just teams are going to have their home and away which again is going to cut down hard on NHL jersey sales as well because you release a new jersey for a team like fans of that team are going to flock to get it especially like the reverse retros when it's like you've got one year to get them like they're around for one season and then they're gone true but and i so wonder people are you know breaking their piggy banks to go out and get one because they're like i've got a year to get it and if i don't i might never get one mm-hmm. and then like the way adidas was you're paying 300 bucks for them like you know the nhl's making some good money off off those reverse retros alone per team and Multiply that by 32 teams. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not the Coyotes as much. Actually, no, the Coyotes had a really good one. I think a lot of people bought the Coyotes just because it was actually so good. Not their fans. So well, really I wondered, would, would Fanatics um, change their, uh, like, will, will they change the overall designs? Like, are we going to see 32 new home and 32 new away jerseys? No, no, so no, there's no. no point of creating a, a third for the first season. No, and, and when the NHL originally switched from uh, Reebok to Adidas, a lot of teams, well, I guess I wouldn't say a lot, but, like, a few teams did, did take the opportunity to, to make, like, a massive, like, change-up within their jerseys and the way that they do them. Um, where, you know, some other teams kind of made, like, San Jose, I know off the top of my head, they made kind of just minor designs. Like, they had some stripes kind of around, like, the waistline of the jersey. I know that mm-hmm. they removed those, and then they had, like, some shoulder patches, and they removed those. So, like, they made some minor changes, but, like, nothing major to the overall concept of it. Okay. Which I think is what we're going to see from quite a few teams. But for the most part, I think it's still going to kind of stay around what, uh, what, what most teams' jerseys are now. Like a few changes, but I don't think any, anything super major. Fair enough. Could be wrong, though. If, if everything's changed up, like that, that, that is a lot of money right out of the gate there for people going to, to buy the newest jerseys and whatnot. Yeah, but, yeah, it's gonna be an interesting change up for then sure. The other thing is like, and again, like it's Fanatics was always that backup role to Adidas. So when you're paying three hundred bucks for an Adidas one, you're spending maybe, you know, one thirty to one fifty on a Fanatics one. So now that mm-hmm. when Fanatics is the top one, and they're they're the go to guys, what what's their pricing gonna come in at? Because there's no yeah. way they can stick with the same quality. Well, I mean, technically they could if they wanted to, but it wouldn't go mm-hmm. over very well. If they stuck at the same quality that they're at, but charging the $300, like, that wouldn't fly. But if they, yeah. if they make great quality shit like Adidas has been doing, then I think they have every right to ask for, for 300 per. But, again, it comes down to, to what, do, what do they make, the quality, and 
whether or not they actually put pride and whatnot into what they do. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting look for sure. It will be. Trying to remain optimistic, but we'll. Yeah, you know, we'll and, find and out I'm, in a couple of years when I'm I get a the optimist as well. jersey. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'm going to play the optimist as well, saying they're going to use the money from the big NHL contract to probably update their facility, update their process, and update their customer service. One would hope. I hope so. Like, Almost I, like I, when I a company really... goes public to improve themselves, I wonder if this could be a turning point, I think. Maybe well, especially it's, it's a ten year contract they signed. Yeah. So like it's ten years of it. So yeah, like they, it, they it's gotta go good because if it's bad, like and it's ten years of that, you you're gonna have so it, like even just people who because there's a lot of people out there now who even teams they don't really care for they they just collect jerseys. And, and if you start putting out like shit quality for ten years, like. You're gonna have a lot of unhappy people, but hey, maybe that's the move that gets Gary Bettman the boot finally. So, so maybe there's a silver lining to it. Maybe yeah. there's a silver lining. Yeah, we but. get rid of Bettman through this deal. <laughs> Never know. One Never can know. dream. One exactly right. We can dream. Um... Oh, here's the other one. Someone ordered a. A New York Rangers shirt, but it, it's got the Rangers logo, but it says New York Islanders on it. There you go. I don't know. It's like, fuck. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that's kind of my, my biggest clown there. Um, something to look forward to. I don't know if I'd call this clown news. Uh, Tom Brady tweeted out, thanks for all you do, and a picture with him and Mr. Beast. Oh, Wow. So maybe we got a podcast appearance. Maybe we got a video appearance. Who knows? Tom Brady's loving the limelight yeah. these days. Yeah. He's just living his best life now. He's probably going to sign with the Dolphins and run it back one more year in the league. You never know, right? We can dream. We can dream. We're being optimistic Where does Zeke live? go? Where, do, where does Zeke go? lives in Carolina, right? Yeah, 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 he does. Actually, I only found that out like a couple weeks ago. Is Brady going to the Panthers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, think about I it, right? Like, he goes like to you, the Panthers. You, you draft a guy first overall. What better guy to teach him than Tom Brady? What better guy? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm circling back to this Elijah out. Moore trade because I might have to put the Jets on the clan report for this. Elijah what? Moore and a third is worth only a second? Yeah, and DeAndre Hopkins is only worth a fifth and a sixth now. <laughs> what? Sounds like sounds like pretty fucking good value for for if Hopkins is only going to get you a, a fifth or sixth. Brandon Cooks only went for a fifth that, and sixth. That's what Cooks went for. See, that makes no sense. But like that—that's what the market's at now. Like it, yeah. I, I, I also don't think his contract helped out much. Because I think he had a little bit more of a heavy backload on his contract, I believe. But, but yeah, no, I think most of it really just has to do with... It's, and it's, I don't think it's a knock on, on more or anything. Like, I think he's actually... I think he's a good receiver, and I think he will do well with the Browns. I think it's just the way that the trade market's at now. Like, even last year, you saw Amari... 
I mean, again, Amari Cooper is kind of a different story going to the Browns because the Cowboys really just needed to dump his contract. So they, they sent him off for, for a fifth. And I, I think that's kind of I think that's kind of the situation the Cardinals are in where Hopkins has a big contract. And so it's like you can't really be asking for too much unless he's talked to the team that he's going to be traded to. And he says, hey, you know, you get me, we'll, we'll restructure my contract and then it won't mm. be as as egregious as it is. And then if he is willing to do that, then maybe the Cardinals can get more. Um, but yeah, yeah the trade market's just it's it's quite weird in the NFL right now. I will say it really is, and hey, that could always bode well for the Patriots if they're willing to take on that contract. I just yeah. actually uh, got the video here of six nine getting jumped. Oh yeah, but have you heard anything in the background? Like quickly, I tried to put it on quietly, listen to it. No, I didn't hear anything. Yeah, it's just him getting kicked while he's down. Just him getting boo-fucked? Yeah, not... I, I think this is a late video because there's just... There's really only two hits, but he like he's already down. It looks like he's already been been mm. hit quite a bit. I just tried to record while it was happening. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I um, But Jalen Hurts... Uh, no, no, sorry. Uh, D- uh, Darius Slay... Uh, tweeted out, am I the only one that thinks he set this up? Wow. Apparently, um, Eagles fans are also, like, uh, where is it here? Oh, I don't think I have it anymore. Really? Uh, but apparently, like, Eagles fans were, were pretty, were, like, as soon as uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, apparently, once he went to the the Lions, um, the Eagles fans were like kind of shitting on him a bit and stuff. And he put out a tweet being like, "What the fuck? Like, you guys love me, and all of a sudden now I go somewhere else now. Now I'm like overrated and I suck and whatnot." And I was like, "Damn, yeah, good point." Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. But it's like, but it's like, you know what? Then the day the the Eagles just didn't have room for him. Yeah, like I think he could have signed there, but I think it, it would have really, I think it was a lose lose for him. Like to be quite honest, because I I think he took less money with the Lions than the Eagles, and for mm-hmm. only one year. But like, and so again, if he even stays with the Eagles, that big contract is going to hurt him, and then I probably going to end up having. And knowing Eagles fans from what they just did, you know, he's there. And if his contract's kind of hindering the team, he's going to get the brunt of the blame. And he's then he's going to be playing for a team where the fans are shitting on him. Whereas now Lions fans are, are going to love having him. So I, I think he made the right choice. Fair enough. Um, here's some more news. I don't know if I'd call this clown report worthy. Um, I'll be the Cam judge Newton. of that. There oh, you go, clown. Kim Newton. Hey, hey, easy now. Clown. Hey, 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 easy. Hey, he was a former Patriot. Uh, now he's going to be throwing an Auburn's Pro Day on Tuesday, so that would have been yesterday. Um, How does this affect Brady's legacy? Here is the torch well, I would say. Cam Newton. Cam Newton oh. is the greatest quarterback to ever put on a Patriots no. jersey. There, I said it. I said it. 
Even over mac and cheese? Over mac and cheese. The golden boy? He's over, over Drew Bledsoe, over uh, Josh Grogan. Over all, all of them, I tell you. Wow, you're a big Cam Newton guy. Big Cam Newton. Why is he in the league anymore? Why does he have a ring? Where's his ring? Too good. Where's he his ring? Because it. it's scripted. It's scripted. Of course they oh, were yeah. going to give it to Peyton Manning. They're always going to give it to a white man, Brandon. It's the way the world works, damn it. It's this racist corporation. They scripted it. Yeah. They gave. That's why they gave Brady such a good script. That's why they gave Cam Newton a bad script. That's why they gave Aaron Hernandez the worst script. It's a scripted league. I was, I was wondering if you were going to dive into the deep end there. We'll dive right in. They say no care. diving, and you're like, watch me go head first. Watch me go. Watch you, this form, You tell the baby. lifeguard to watch. Watch this form. I'll have him film it for my TikTok. I'll have him film it. Speaking it of on, TikTok, on my TikTok. Where's TikTok going? I don't know. To the moon? I, they might be getting banned. Are they getting banned or sold? I was gonna, I was gonna say TikTok's going to the Patriots. Oh, TikTok is going to the Patriots. Fucking yeah, ready, little bit, Juju Smith Schuster. We haven't you talked about that yet on the air. We've, we've been texting oh. about it nonstop. So they got, you were, they got you Juju Smith Schuster. They got Mike Jusicki now. When I, you heard about it? I'm telling you now, and I, I said it then. I'm gonna say it again now. Juju Smith Schuster plus Mac and Jones is the modern day Brady and Moss. That's what this matchup will amount to. That's what this matchup will be. And then obviously the 2023, 2024 Brady and Moss. That's what Juju and Mac and Cheese are going to be. TikTok and Mac and Cheese. What about Hunter Henry? And they're, Hunter Henry is going to run the double tight end split with Mike Jasicki. This is going to be the greatest Patriots team we're going to see in history. This is going to be the prove me year for Mac and Cheese, baby. And prove me he will. You know what? Mac and Jones is going to walk in there and just fucking swing that. And I, I think I think Juju is going to be a good fit. And, and like I said, I don't think he's a great wide receiver one. Which is why I'm, I'm, and again, I think the Patriots is where Hopkins ends up going. And so you've got Hopkins as your wide receiver one. Juju slides nicely, nicely in there in that wide receiver two. And then you've got Gasecki and Henry. Like, you know, Mac and Cheese has some weapons. And don't forget Kendrick Bourne. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they He's even the target, go up and get man. Zeke. He's maybe they the get target. Zeke. Will Zeke cook? Is he going to eat? Is he going to feast? Is he going to feast when it's a third and eight and he runs for four yards inside his team's own 20 and they have to punt it away and he gets up and he does that eating thing where he pretends he's eating big bowl of cereal going nom, 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 nom. After, after his team has to punt it away within their own 20 after he gets three yards on a fourth and one. Dude, that's, that's when he shines. Not fourth and one, fourth and five. Third and that's five. That's when he shines. And he only runs for two yards. And he gets up and he goes, and he eats, and he eats, like a big bowl of cereal. He goes, with a big spoon, a comically large spoon. Yeah? I'm hyped up, damn it. I can see it. I'm excited for the NFL season. I'm excited for the draft. I'm excited to see Carolina waste another pick. Do what they did to poor old Cam. Who did they They wasted him. Who who do the Panthers take first overall? They're gonna trade their first overall and re get Cam Newton. 
they're gonna give the first overall to the Patriots as as like a little nod for Cam Newton, and then they're gonna they're gonna go go with Cam Newton. All right, all right, all right. There, there we go. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take it. You'll put it in I your think pipe and smoke. Win, win. I think that's a win-win for both. I think that's a win-win for everyone, especially Patriots fans. Yeah. Um, and then knowing Belichick, he'll trade away the first for like 12 seven-rounders. Yeah. Probably. Give me three fives, a four, a six, and a seven in your ball, boy, and we'll make a deal. Well, so Lamar Jackson hasn't signed with the Ravens yet. Didn't they franchise tag him? Yeah. But doesn't so actually teams have... teams can make an offer. Yeah. But, but like what what teams are left now? But like there's no teams really left. Because the rule is is they would is they would have to exceed have to give up two the first. offer and two first round picks. But that's worth it for Lamar, is that's it not? A huge contract. I mean, yeah, but to get your franchise QB there and he's still young and in his prime, like again, I I thought the Bucks made a lot of sense, but but they, they went they a different did. direction with our boy Baker. But I, which I'm, I'm liking I'm Baker. not upset with that Baker signing. I'm really not. I think he will be a great fit with the Bucks. How could you be upset? It's goddamn Mayfield, baby. Exactly. I think big the Browns Baker. treated him unfairly. It's big Baker. Yeah, um, I don't know. Brown shouldn't have traded him, but it's the way she goes sometimes. It's the way the cookie crumbles, as the kids say. And the way she goes. Other than that, goes. though, I don't, I don't really got much other, uh, other clown news, though. Fair enough. Every, everything else has been relatively tame. Relatively kosher. You know it. You know it. You know it. You know it. All right, folks. Um, I think that wraps up this episode. Then. Uh, be sure to reach out if you enjoyed it, have it a good time. Be sure to contact us, reach out to us, or follow us on any of our social medias uh, Instagram and TikTok at PGO Show, YouTube at Post Game Overtime, Post Games One Word, and on Twitter at PG Overtime. Uh, any of those social medias also cl- contain our link tree. Be sure to click it to get all of our links, including our Dubby link. That's right, folks. This was brought to you by Dubby. Head over to that link and use code PGO for 10% off at checkout at an ama- for an amazing formula blend, jitter-free and crash-free energy. Uh, they're fighting the war on big energy with their powdered caffeine formula blend. Um, and they even have a caffeine-free hydration blend for those who are caffeine-sensitive. Hop over, use the link so they know we sent you, and use code PGO for 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we hope to see you next episode. Goodbye. We love you.